Hi, I'm Kristen. I'm Mike. And we're flying with Firefly on the Sunnydale Stacks. Sunnydale Stacks, Flying with Firefly, where every other week we immerse ourselves in a lawless verse populated by refugees from Earth that was, and navigate two episodes of Firefly. This week, we're exploring Shindig and Safe. We asked, you answered, and Mike has no idea. Uh It's a stacker surprise. I asked the stackers, who's your favorite Firefly character and why? And double surprise, I'm making it a surprise for the stackers as well. I've just decided that this is now a contest. Uh, okay. It's my segment. I can do what I want. Back off. Ooh, <laughs> so in a three-way tie for seventh place, we've got River, Jane, and Wash. Oh, wow. I'm surprised they're all so low. I know. On Twitter, at SL Argolo said, River, because it's crazy Buffy in space. Mm. And for Jane, Nitsua Aloydnam said, I'm a big fan of Jane. I've always appreciated that Firefly had in its crew of well-to-dos an unrepentant villain. Jane can work for Mal, but he would be right at home working for a monster like Niska doing monstrous things. It's like if the X-Men paid a salary and Sabretooth joined up instead of Wolverine. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) And then Joe voted for Wash, said Wash has always been my favorite. I appreciate the levity he brings to nearly every situation. He's also not afraid to stand up to mail when he needs to. Yeah, I good love for Wash. Him. And then we have a two-way tie for fourth place with Book and Zoe. Okay. Kyle said of Book, uh, he just really loves the quote, I don't care what you believe, just believe in it. Aww. And Tim Rooney said, uh, like Mal, I was once a person of faith and no longer have that love. However, with the show and especially Serenity, I've learned to at least put my every fiber of my being into the things I love to believe in that. So he chose book. And then for Zoe on Twitter at Carol Jude said uh, she kicks major ass and can cook. Has a funny, sweet, (laughs) capable man who adores her and vice versa. She can be strong without being a capital C and her clothes are awesome. Capital C. Cancer? (laughs) <laughs> I mean, she is not a cancer oh, on yeah. the crew, sure. She's more of a Gemini. Yep. And then also for Zoe, Megan said, uh, she's a badass who doesn't take shit from everyone and has the best marriage. <laughs> she also is the only character that seems to hold respect from everyone on the ship, which is a really mm. good point. That is an interesting point, yeah. And then tied for first place, we have Kaylee and Mail. Aww. For Kaylee, at Dim Sim Kitty on Twitter said, uh, because she's perfect. (laughs) Simple. Uh, Sam Thompson said, I love Kaylee. She's sweet and optimistic. Everything's shiny, not to fret. And Hannah said, Kaylee, her positivity is one thing that I love about her. She's like Willow season one and Fred's love child with added positivity. However, what I love even more is her open yet casual femininity. Hannah brought up, Kaylee's famous quote about uh, having stuff twixt her nethers (laughs) and how she can normalize female masturbation and was more open than, say, companion Inara and felt liberating and hopeful. I always liked their relationship, too. 
Anara and Kaylee seem to have like a really nice friendship on board. Yeah. Like, I like I maybe it's just I'm getting old and boring, but I, I find myself being drawn to and, and also for similar reasons the uh wash and zoe it's like i just like it when people are just nice and have a good relationship with each other and are friends well you know a while back i read an interesting article about a lack of um positive female platonic friendships Mm. on television and i think i mean that article was probably five or ten years ago Mm. i think it's definitely better now but but for a while there everything was gossip girl and pretty little liars Mm. and just backstabbing women so it it was very fresh to see just like oh you just just have sisterly love Mm -hmm. and i also loved um that she was not a stick that kaylee just you know was a little curvier more Mm. realistic body image for uh women on television and in a jumpsuit sometimes, which, uh, growing up on April O'Neil, I appreciate. It's hard to make a jumpsuit look good, and she definitely pulls it off. I mean, as my multiple Halloween costumes uh, will l- let you know, I've been a Ghostbuster multiple times, guys. Uh, I make it look good. <laughs> I'm I make not it look shocked easy. that you've been a Ghostbuster multiple times. <laughs> really? Me? I've never mentioned it. And then for Mal, Alan said uh, he's right up there with Han Solo. Right when you think you've got a handle on him, he surprises you. Uh, and he uh, brought up a quote that we will address this episode. Oh. Jessica and Allison also said, Mal, no explanation necessary. Yeah. What do you think? Have you... Um, oh, clearly Atherton Wing. I mean, why is he only in one him. episode? He's such a great guy. Gotta love him. Everyone loves him. I mean, I, I probably, I know I, I, I'm skewing the results with this. But I, I love Wash. Like every every mm. time I, I I see him on screen, I'm just like happy. Yeah. Happy to see him. I feel like there's not an episode where it's like, uh, another shitty Wash episode. <laughs> like it's just always a pleasure to see that character. Yeah. And I think that's that's what I, I like the most and the characters I love the most is like every time I see them, I'm happy. Yes. There's never like an episode where I'm like, they they kind of screwed up that character. Right. I, de- I on past viewings, I I definitely think I'd say Wash a hundred percent for the same reason. He just he's just so lovable. I also kind of torn. I'm like, oh, but Zoe is pretty rad. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna take a cop out and go uh, agree oh, with our listener Robert Rubio. Wait a minute, I think I know what this is. It gonna be Serenity itself? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> when asked. Who's your favorite Firefly character? Listener Robert Rubio said, yep. Agreed. Best answer. You win. Oh. <laughs> I mean, but like Serenity is is like a is like a character in the way like yeah. in a romantic comedy. Like, isn't like New York really like the third? Okay, character? I hate that you're saying that right now. <laughs> but like the Millennium Falcon, I would say, is definitely a character. Mm-hmm. Perhaps if or if Firefly had continued, I would have felt that Serenity had more character, mm. not as iconic as the Millennium Falcon for sure. Yeah. Well, not, I mean, come on. <laughs> so let's take off with the Sunnydale stacks and voyage into Shindig. This time is Mal's narration instead of books. Yeah, um, it's fine. I mean, I 
it's one of those things that I get it for drawing new viewers. It's it's good at what it does, but it's not like if I have the option to skip that intro, I probably would most of the time. It's not as succinct as Buffy's mm-hmm. narration. Yeah. Um. This I it feels like it's a little long. Yeah, it's it it feels more like a rush previously on than just like a, this is the show. Well, the fact that they like have to introduce every person on the we've got yeah. fighters and a pilot and a, like mm-hmm. it, 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 we can skip that part. Yeah. That that was a little much. Yeah, just just end the rest of it. You don't have to do Professor and Marianne. <laughs> so we're in a bar. Really surprised to see Anara there. This place mm-hmm. does not look clean. She's going to stain her dress. Uh, yeah, maybe she is doing research on hollow pool for a client. <laughs> so they're playing pool with the dude bragging about being a slave driver. Lovely. We are not sad, therefore, when Mal steals his money. Now that is a, a very obvious, like, well, we want to have a bar fight and we want to make sure nobody's thinking our guys are bad. What can we make the other person? Oh, a slave trader. Great. Uh, I love that Anara scolds him for stealing the money, but then definitely takes the money. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. She's just like, I'll just hide that for you. Don't take money. I'll just put that in my bra. Don't worry about it. Uh, so the bar fight, it was crazy how much broken wood was flying. Like every single move was like, break a chair, break a pool cue, break another pool cue, cue another chair, now a stool. Everything's wood flying everywhere. Watch out, vampires. Maybe. Oh, yeah. They are not going to do well. Like that <laughs> proposed uh, weird end to Firefly. It does seem like maybe that's the one element that's really common in the Firefly universe. You can get wood really easily. They're just making like really cheap, <laughs> shitty furniture all the time. So they know it's just going to get broken. But we can. There's plenty of trees. All these planets. <laughs> You can get wood really easily. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just go to any planet. I get wood really easily, especially in the forest. I go in there with some burly guys in flannel, and I get wood. What What am I saying? What's What's funny? I don't get it. No, just... Okay. So Nara is invited to a fancy shindig. Uh... Uh, folks, it's the title. <laughs> Drink when they say the title in the episode. Uh, by Atherton Wing. Uh-oh. But did you notice uh, there's the guy who's uh, on, like, True Blood and uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend was the guy oh. before it. Yeah. As a really young, young guy. I forget his name, but uh, he's he's not in, like, a lot of Buffy stuff. So, uh, but yeah, I was like, oh, I, I recognize that face vaguely. Oh, he went so fa- she went so fast that he didn't. Yeah. This is mod- this is like companion Tinder. She just like swipe left. Yes, I I have the note that it's Tinder in space. <laughs> uh, so Atherton with his name and his face is just screaming, just punch me, everyone mm-hmm. punch me. If this was an '80s film, he would be named Chad, <laughs> and he would challenge you to ski off on the hill for the community center. Uh, it's it's really it's just a reworked script for a Sean Astin comedy in the late 80s so Mal is extra shitty here and this is one of the times where as many like as often as like he his questionable morality like I agree with this is one time mm-hmm. when like he's being shitty to just be shitty like yeah, I, well I mean I, I like it as a character trait that he's very flawed in that he can't helpfully express his feelings towards Anara so it comes out as jealousy and the jealousy itself comes out as really pissy rage. Yeah. 
that's what I just can't get behind is in this moment, he's not defending her honor. Mm-hmm. He's just being jealous and that's not mature. And yeah. if you can't express your feelings for someone, you don't get to sit back and be a shithead about it. Well, I think that, yeah, I, I, I like that that's a character flaw he has. Sure. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But I'm, I'm just saying he's not, this is not one of the times when I'm like, yay, Mal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You be your sure. grumpy self. Mm-hmm. It's not, he's a, he's not a lovable convergent. He's, he's in the wrong on this one. Yes. Sure. So they land on Persephone where Kaylee admires a very poofy pink dress. Oh, with all the layers. I just like the fact that like you can be a, a tomboy and also like pretty frilly things sometimes. Mm-hmm. I like to think that I'm like that sometimes. Uh, the crew makes small talk about clothing and Inara and men buying her clothing, which sets off Mal again, makes him uncomfortable. It's all pissy. Ugh. So, you know, now he's thinking about Inara being with other men. I also think part of the reason he gets shitty is because he really does want to be able to buy things for the people he loves. Mm-hmm. Like, Kaylee's basically his pseudo daughter, and yeah. he would, you know, like to give her a pretty dress to make her happy. I would counter kid sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is a, a paternally role. Yes, mm, okay. yeah. He, it's a very protectory. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but he can't. He's not given her that life. He's given her the no. life of a mechanic, and he's mm-hmm. so he lashes out again. Oh, uh, that's so cool. Well, look who's here. It's Badger. Yeah, we're talking about sheep on its hind legs. Now there's a badger <laughs> and a whole petting zoo. And the universe may be infinite, but Hollywood is not. Let's see what else this actor has been in. This is Across the Verse. I just did Across the Verse dance, guys. I'm sorry you couldn't see it. Uh, so this is uh, Mark A. Shepard, or sometimes listed as Mark Shepard. Uh, I'm sure it's some kind of weird... Uh, acting guild rules so uh buckle up because there's a lot and i i didn't even include all the ones i potentially could i tried to keep it to things that were in the realm of sci-fi and i'll end on the the specific whedonverse connection uh so probably what he's most well known for probably is uh in this show supernatural uh the recurring to possibly just regular character Crowley, who's been on a bunch of episodes on that of that show that's been around for a thousand years. Supernatural, I think, is in something like its fifteenth year. Whoa. Like it's it's crazy. It's it's been go definitely been going on since the Bush administration. Wow. I think I tried watching a couple episodes because an actor from Veronica Mars was gonna be on it. And ah. I was like, I need to catch up, but I, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely like it's its own thing. Uh, it's, it's, it can be a little bro so mm. I understand why people might not get into it. Uh, it was on, uh, a, a little, uh, British series you probably haven't heard of Doctor Who. Yeah. Uh, he played the character. I like this character name. Character itself felt like a little, uh, underdeveloped, uh, Canton, Delaware. Which episode was that? Uh, that was in, uh, the two-parter, uh, the Matt Smith, uh, second season, the, uh, <sighs> The episode titles I did, I did not write down, but I think it's uh, Impossible Astronaut and Day of the Silence, something like that. Okay. Um, but yeah, he he plays kind of a not exactly Men in Black type character, but something along those lines. Okay. Uh, governmenty guy. Uh, Battlestar Galactica, Romo Lapkin. 
because uh, of course you, you gotta have uh, a crazy name if you're a character played by Mark A. Shepard. Uh, it's on the show Leverage. Uh, I just mentioned this one because it was a big recurring part. Jim Sterling, if you're into that, if you have TNT. Uh, Warehouse 13, he played Benedict Balsa because again, he gets the best name. He gets the best character name. That's wonderful. Uh, I did want to mention that because also on Warehouse 13, uh, Anthony Stewart Head had a recurring role on nice. that. Yeah. Nice. And I, you know, I, I might like him, but here's my quiz for you, stackers. What was his role on Dollhouse? Oh, it does go by the fun character name convention of Mark A. Shepard's career. I'll give you a hint. It's only one name like Cher. It is not Cher. I'm going to say he was a doll and his name was like Delta. Oh, that's a good guess. That's a good guess. Uh, but that's not the way to fly. Uh, <laughs> the way to fly is Tanaka. Oh. Huh? Well, I, I, yes. He was Tanaka in an episode where I think it was a doll situation. Okay. He was the guy with the brain of Tanaka. Okay. Okay. Uh, I haven't watched Dallas in a long time. So this is what the internet tells me. It could be wrong. But it, he is listed uh, as Tanaka in one episode. According to the internet, and the internet could never lie. It's not like the cortex. So Badger knows uh, someone who's trying to get, move some goods off world. He needs a smuggler. I'm not quite sure what Badger gets out of this. I'm assuming he takes a percentage of whatever oh, Mal yeah. makes. Uh, but this is a fancy guy who doesn't like Badger for some reason. I love. So Jane is eat like Badger trying to butter them up. So they're feeding them. And yeah. Jane's the only one eating. And this reminds me of me in any all-you-can-eat situation where for some reason there is a button in my brain that goes, it's all-you-can-eat. They mean that literally. (laughs) In order to get the best thing for my buck, I have to literally eat all I can, and I should probably get as much of it on the table as Mm -hmm. in my mouth. Yeah. Well, yeah. If it doesn't cause you pain, then you have not successfully done an all-you-can-eat buffet. Yeah. Especially that Christmas where Chris's family took us to this really fancy, awesome, beautiful, like Christmas morning buffet and everyone else acted real classy and I got food all over the table. (laughs) 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 It's all you can eat. (laughs) So long story short, uh, Badger has invites to the ball and that's where they can meet the fancy man. And also... Uh, possibly a couple of testicles in his hands. But, I mean, we I don't think we see both of his hands at, bo- at all times. Uh, I'm not saying they're his. <laughs> so the ball just... I could not stop. <laughs> <The> <laughs> I could not stop, like, singing to myself, the prince is giving a ball, the prince is giving a ball, the, the royal highness, Christopher Rupert, son of his majesty, King Maximilian. I, I feel like you might be the Kaylee at this ball. <laughs> yeah, probably. You gotta eat all the food, interrogate the table. Sing some show tunes, fit right in. Yep. Hey, Mike. What? How do you organize a space party? <laughs> I, I don't know. From the outer in, I don't know. You plan it. <laughs> we'll be right back. So they're announcing everyone as they arrive. Uh, Anara is with Atherton. The thing about Atherton is he is just as shitty to her as Mal was, mm-hmm. 
but he thinks he's complimenting her. Like, Mel's aware he's being shitty. Atherton's like, no, 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 because I'm the nice guy. He's he's, he's tipping his fedora a little bit. Yeah, it's it's weird in this episode. My one problem is I never for a second believe Inara is at all thinking about going with Atherton Wing. I feel like if, if the show wanted to have more stakes this episode, they would have to convince me that was a thing she might actually do. I... I at no point think she wants to. I do mm-hmm. when she dances with Mal, it does feel like one, she talks about it to like piss him off. Mm-hmm. But also it feels like this is kind of her trying to convince herself she knows that this is would be an intelligent decision for her. Mm-hmm. But no, I don't I at no point think she's going to do it, but I think she's kind of there is a part of her that's trying to talk herself into it. But like, there's all these smart reasons to do it, but I really don't want to. And the same reason, like, there's a lot of reasons why I should have been a business major, but I really didn't want to. Well, I, I, I just feel like for the dramatic stakes of the episode, it, it would have been a smarter writing choice for, for my enjoyment. Mm-hmm. At least if it had felt like she actually had this conflict of like, Maybe it would be nice to just have like a simple life where I'm not getting like shot at and people aren't being thrown at me in pool halls. Sure, yeah, all all the time, uh, just so I can hang out with some people who say I go to horror academy. Like, yes, they say they mm-hmm. go to horror academy, but the problem is that then it's like, so I could be Atherton's personal companion, but he's just as shitty to her. So it's just like, I mean, there's not much of a trade, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I maybe like when she was in the bar, if mm-hmm. she acted more upset about that, yeah. That, like, you know, she seemed to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So the idea of, like, escaping this life of crime, we yeah. need to see her be like, that actually has some attraction to that mm-hmm. idea as opposed to, like, why would I want to do that? From all I can see, Anara loves this life. Yeah, and that's the thing is, I, I really, I feel, I feel like they could have done something, maybe make Atherton still a dick, but in a way that you could see him possibly making Anara happy, even if he's still a dick, which I know is kind of a complicated like needle to thread. Even if it's as simple as like, I'll give you this life and I'll be off planet 90% of the time. As simple as, as that, where it's or like, like yeah. even like he gifts her with this mm-hmm. diamond or whatever space diamond mm-hmm. necklace, or, you know what I mean? Like in the same way that when she picks up the phone, he immediately has this, this beautiful compliment about mm-hmm. like, her smile that mm-hmm. lights up the sky yeah. or something like and i feel like i've known women in relationships mm-hmm. that um are with a guy who is shitty to them oh but they buy me things like but okay but they're still shitty yeah. to you but you know they took me on this vacation they're still shitty to you like yeah. kind of that like it doesn't matter you know the presence he gives you or how comfortable your life's going to be if he's shitty to you. Yeah, if there there was more to to hit him like offering things that would like please at and make her happy in a in a more superficial sense uh and she obviously I don't think there's a good way to make it that she really has feelings for him but making it seem like a, a reasonable alternative and even if that's as simple as him uh being charming in a superficial way that can yeah work too. exactly that. where he knows how to court yes like because even when he pays her this compliment when he's like oh your smile lights up the lights night sky like 
I don't for a second believe it. No. Anara smiles, but I'm still like, I mean, fine, but like. And I'd even be fine with him coming off as legitimately charming until he says something that's what Mal punches him for. Right. When you realize and, that when yeah. you take off that facade, mm-hmm. here's how he really feels about yeah. it. And then you're also like not quite as obviously on Mal's side about it. It's like, yeah, he said that one shitty thing, but he was really nice up until then. And you've been just as shitty. Mm-hmm. And then maybe you get to see a little bit more of him in like, especially when he like fights dirty and is kind of an asshole when he's sword fighting and, and, and fucking with Mal. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think there's a way to make it a little stronger. That being said, I don't think it's like a, a fatal flaw in the episode. Right. Yeah, yeah. As you said, it would just strengthen something that's already pretty strong. Yeah. So Kaylee is announced with her escort. <laughs> and now, stackers, get out your notebooks and pencils. It's time to learn with Simon's study guide. So Kaylee is announced as she comes into the ball. What is Kaylee's full name? Jewel State. <laughs> ah, nice. It is K. Winnet Lee Fry. Any relation to Philip J. Fry? Connected universes. Future. Future space. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So she is wearing the poofiest dress. <laughs> she is there with Mel. Their mouths are agape. That chandelier is cool. Yeah. I like Mel's like, why? I mean, I understand how, because of course I know. How, but like, Why? <laughs> <laughs> uh so she says uh he says you know we're here to work and she tells him yes sir captain tight pants that is a good good nickname for it's him. a great line uh it was actually an inside joke that referred to an incident uh in shooting serenity uh during the scene when kaylee gets shot mal bent over and split his pants uh mm. and therefore his name on set became Captain Tight Pants. Captain Tight Pants, he's our hero. Gonna knock those buttons down to zero. <laughs> well done, sir. You're welcome. So Kaylee wants to go question the buffet table. Oh, just an adorable line. It's so well. Not only that, I love the like the very gruff. Don't make yourself sick. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. Back on the ship, the remaining boys are playing cards for chores, mm-hmm. which is a great freaking idea. <laughs> well, and it, and it does solve one of those uh, problems. Obviously, they still use currency, uh, but there's a huge weird thing in uh, Star Trek, The Next Generation, where there's a recurring thing where they play poker, but they also talk about how the Federation, nobody uses money. What are you playing poker with? But this, it's even better because it's like, yeah, they probably wouldn't want to bet money because they don't have a lot of money to bet. No. They they probably are going kind of a bit head to mouth and that they're spending all their money on supplies as they go until they get a big score. So I like the chores. So River freaks out. Meanwhile, Zoe and Wash are in bed. It's just a very sweet scene of everyone trying to relax while they're docked. I don't think you could keep the power hungry maniac at bay and close the door. <laughs> I hope it's closed. I hope no. They're screwing with the door closed. They're just rubbing it in. Yeah, we're married and we fuck like rabbits. <laughs> Kaylee walks up to a bunch of fancy ladies. Did I say ladies? I meant cunts. Oh, jeez. I don't like them. Uh, they are very much mean girls. They're the plastics. They are the plastics. Uh, Kayla says, what did they have last year? Standards. 
Oh, she's in the burn book. You know, the main queen bee says, you ought to see to your girl. Your dress Ooh. looks store-bought. Bitch, Kaylee looks 10 times prettier than all of you mm-hmm. combined. Yeah. No. But then, like, this old dude serves it right back. Uh, oh, don't you wish you were... Where are you good at comebacks? Have you ever had, like, a really great comeback? Uh, Not, not in a situation where I actually wanted to, like, hurt the other person and, like... BSing around and like busting oh, yeah. chops. You have great fun com- yeah. comebacks, but yeah. not in a way about like, bitch, let me put you in your place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I haven't had one that was clever enough to really be uh, a good insult. I've just gone for the throat a couple times on people who were really jerks, but in a way that wasn't like super clever or anything. It's like, well, fuck you. I hope you d- are dead. <laughs> yeah. So Mal finds his mark, Sir Harrow, played by Larry Drake. Mm-hmm. What do I know this guy from? He's been in a lot of stuff. He's like a very prolific character actor. I looked the it thing- up on IMDb and it's like so long yeah. that I'm like, I don't even know which of these things I've the seen. The thing I always think of is Darkman. Nope. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think he had a recurring role on LA Law. That nope. was one of his big things. Uh, he's been in like tons of i feel like almost every sci-fi franchise or director has used him at some point like this is his stop off in the Whedon catalog sure uh but he's he's in a lot of stuff i feel like probably in outer limits at some point okay i really like him in this i think he plays a really fun character and does Mm -hmm. a really good job of it uh atherton and inari interrupt mal asks inari to dance and obviously that pisses off Atherton because he's a turd. <laughs> Meanwhile, Kaylee is charming the old dudes with her space knowledge because mm. brains are sexy. Mm-hmm. Well, you could also make the argument she's talking. It would be like at a modern day party, like the girl who knows everything about cars. That's definitely going to be a lot of guys who are interested in talking to her as well. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. I can't wrap my brain around that being an interesting conversation. But that's my own bias because. Yeah cars <laughs> like i'd be like oh no yeah i i yeah that and i i wonder if we were in the firefly universe would we feel that way about spaceships we'd be like oh yeah the the thrusters on that yeah that's cool i guess just a way to get from point a to point b <laughs> thrust <laughs> you use the thrusters to go get wood <laughs> with your friends in in the forest you want to make sure to do it all alone so nobody sees you because they get mad about you getting their wood. <laughs> so Atherton's all jealous, says she's mine. Mal punches him mm-hmm. and he just starts a duel by sword. <laughs> uh, a great end of act line. Yusuf is what? So I totally get the idea that in the outer planets, they don't have the fancy tech that um, the mm-hmm. core planets have. And that's why it's Old Westy and you've got, you know, horses instead of spaceships and you don't have pew pew guns. You mm-hmm. have revolvers with bullets. This episode is weird to me because it's like, I get that part of like, anachronistic past and mm-hmm. future, right? It's weird when they choose to wear old westy ball gowns and fight with swords. The thing that makes sense to me about it is kind of thinking of it as with the way that the planets were settled, it very strongly enforced 
an almost feudalistic system of uh, the the wealthy folk and the non wealthy folk in a way that it made sense uh, to hundreds of years ago have the aristocrats who really don't do anything do crazy stuff like have elaborate ball gowns that are impossible to move in and do uh, fencing because they were so shut off from any sort of everyday life. Their life was this like courtly nonsense most of the time Yeah, that it kind of makes sense to me of because of the way the society has, has laid itself out in the new human worlds that they'd go back to a lot of those really somewhat archaic forms of socialization and culture building where, yeah, I'm, what else are you going to do when you're just some rich a-hole who doesn't do anything all day? Every once in a while you have a duel because okay. there's nothing else in your life. Yeah. So Badger is on Serenity. Uh, he's there to prevent the crew from rescuing Mal. Mm-hmm. Does this seem a little thin for you? Like, I feel like this is, they needed to, the writers needed to come up with an excuse of mm-hmm. why this episode isn't over in 15 minutes because the crew just goes and rescues Mal. They solve the writing problem with a, a fun set of scenes. I, I, I like the, these scenes, so I don't mind it too much. I, I get what you're saying. It is a little thin. Yeah. I mean, were they expecting Mal to come right back? Couldn't they have just like sent a message like, in order to seal the deal, he's staying overnight? How do they? How would the ship know that he's in danger Unless Kaylee came back. It would seem like all you'd have to do is make sure Kaylee and Anara don't go back. Sure. And the ship is just like, well, I guess he's he's running late. Yeah. But we do get these great yeah. scenes. The crew is planning an ambush until River walks in. Mm-hmm. And it really this really highlights like, oh, yeah, she has barely spoken until now. Yeah. Uh, she adopts Badger's accent and tells him all about his past. I love the line, sad little king of a sad little ill. <laughs> like, oh. That's a good line. And I was like, what is that from? And I Googled it. It's from this. Yeah. It's just a good line. Uh, I love that he likes her. <laughs> She's creepy yeah. as fucking. He's like, I like her. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, I feel like that's probably his type. Yeah. And Nara sneaks into Mal's room to break him out. And instead he wants her to train him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is where we get that. Uh, you'll lay out a man for implying I'm a whore, but you'll call me one to my face. And Mal explaining, I don't respect your job, but I do respect you. Yeah. I think that's an an interesting distinction to make. Mm -hmm. And I do like that he can't make her reject Atherton's Mm -hmm. offering. He says, like, I can't make you. Yeah. But he does ask her not to. Like, I'm not, don't do it because I'm making you. That can't do that. But I will ask you to please not take Atherton's offer. So we've got the duel. Does this look really fucking cheap to you? Uh... Well, it's funny you say that. Wonderful. Because uh, it was filmed at the Disney Ranch, and just out of frame was a giant barn set for the Country Bears movie. So right. I feel like there's a certain extent to which the dueling bog doesn't live up to the uh, rest of the production value of this episode. It just suddenly I was like, why am I watching a home movie yeah. on someone's backyard? And that, so like, um, Here's a thing. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen the TV miniseries The Tenth Kingdom? Yes. Okay. I'm glad with you John said Lerogat. yes. I have a weird obsession with that miniseries. <laughs> <laughs> 
I have an old, my old roommate had it on VHS and it was like two VHS tapes. Yeah. I'm old. And it was one of those, it's one of those things like it's like 10 hours long because it was a TV, TV yeah. miniseries, but because it was so long, it was something great to have on in the background when you were studying because mm-hmm. it just never ends. <laughs> But it's like really cheap, shitty quality TV miniseries, like mm-hmm. fantasy miniseries. And it's yeah. it's terribly acted uh. and it's cheesy and I love it. <laughs> uh, Stackers, you look up the Tenth Kingdom on YouTube. You can watch the whole thing for oh, free. They're not, they're not projecting that intellectual property no. with an iron fist? I may still watch it often. <laughs> <laughs> oh no but anyways it's really cheap looking and the entire time during this scene all i could think was this looks like a scene out of the 10th kingdom that's all this is oh you know I, I understand production budget they probably couldn't afford anything else but just it is disappointing that it just seems to be let's go into this field well and it's it's i mean forgetting the setting the setting would have been fine i don't understand why it feels like every other scene has been filmed and then suddenly this is like shot on the first version of the iPhone. Like, I don't understand why it, lo- I, I don't know why it looks mm-hmm. cheap. Yeah. Uh, but it really, really does. So Nara says, let him live and I'll stay here, which uh, uh, here's part of the like 10th kingdom, cheap, whatever is this looks like a cheesy romance novel yeah everyone's wearing old-timey clothing and it's Mm -hmm. very dramatic and there's a duel with a sword like no save him and i'll stay here with you and i am not into that shit yeah i i i like the fight aspects but the that is the solution just felt there's got to be a better way it's it's feels kind of tropey uh to be oh it's the she doesn't want to be with him but she'll save the man she truly loves by agreeing to be with him it's, jesus this is robin hood yeah men in tight that. stuff yeah. we've seen it a million times i i think it could have worked if she just said something else even as something as like as weird as just plain saying i'll never be with you and then he's like wait what Sure. Yeah. yeah. Like, because all it is is this is a distraction, and it's yeah. great because Mal uses this distraction to punch mm-hmm. Atherton. Yeah, it's a Mal move mm-hmm. and steal his sword, and then throw a sword at him, and then throw this. That was great. Yeah. Like, yeah, very like you know, Nara spent all that time teaching him like mm-hmm. this ballet, and he's just like, nope, I'm fucking yeah. Mal. And I think really Mal's superpower is getting injured. Sure, he gets yeah. injured really well, guys. <laughs> so this is where we get that great line. Mercy is the mark of a great man. Stab. Guess I'm just a good man. Stab. Well, I'm all right. right. (laughs) And then this is how we see where Anara is very different than a prostitute. She has the power. He says, Mm -hmm. you'll never work again. She's like, no, 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 no. You're never going to get a date again. (laughs) (laughs) So I, you know, the guess I'm just a good man. Well, that I'm all right. Like, that's obviously a very famous line. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is the first time I found this line really fucking funny yeah where harrow says you didn't have to wound that man and mal goes yeah i know it's just funny <laughs> <laughs> just really yeah really uh hit me this time uh, we, we can't forget they do say the title there's uh mighty fine shindig i wanted them to then turn the camera <laughs> 
Kaylee relaxes in her bunk with her dress. Mm. Such a nice scene. Mm -hmm. Just hanging on the wall. Uh, Nara says that she was never going to stay in Persephone. Why would I leave Serenity? Then we see cows. That was their... the goods they needed to smuggle. Those were cows. Lots of cows. They were digitally added because cows will not walk on creating. Which is just seems like an insane thing, uh, if it's true. And then, like, there's no way to just, like, get a tarp. Yeah, would they know? Yeah, like, I feel How? like cows are dumb. I mean, as long maybe- as they don't see it. Maybe they're pretty smart. So I can't like there's a lot of grading in the city of Chicago because mm-hmm. of the subway. Yeah. And I always forget that when I'm wearing a dress and accidentally Marilyn Monroe downtown. So Whoa. maybe cows are just smarter than me. I don't think they're wearing dresses. though. <laughs> Nor would they care if they had an upskirt shot. <laughs> so what'd you think about this episode? Uh, like I said, there are like a couple like minor quibbles about stuff that I feel like could have been made a little stronger. But overall, I think it's super fun seeing the ball, uh, Kaylee of the dress, and then Mal punching the guy out and having to go through a duel. I think that's really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and overall, I think it's just a, a solid episode. It shows they've already kind of hit their stride of like understanding their characters for the vast majority of them. They understand them. They even have a decent job of giving the other characters that are kind of away on the ship something to do a little you know little yeah. bits here and there on that the there's some funny lines there when jane says that would have been a good distraction <laughs> yeah there's there's nice little bits there so yeah. i feel like they they've really uh figured out the show way earlier than the vast majority of shows do so uh i'm, I'm pretty happy about it i love the first half mm-hmm uh, about halfway through, suddenly it's like, where'd your budget go? In addition to it, yeah. just kind of looking suddenly really like a cheap romance novel mm-hmm. miniseries. Uh, the the big fight at the end is just a little tame for me. I mm. like the idea that Atherton is teasing Mal by letting him think that he's doing well yeah. when clearly he's not. I like the finishing move, mm-hmm. but the duel itself is kind of like, this is our big fight. Mm. I get that. Mm. But otherwise, I mean, it's still Firefly, so I still love it. Okay, it's time to take a break and hear from our sponsor. Honey, what are we going to do about this shipment of illegal alliance stamped rations we need to sell? Sh- sh- shut up. I've got an idea. Well, what is it? Let's go to Crimes List. Crimes List? What's that? Ugh, seriously, you don't know? Uh... Crimes List. It's a brand new website to find all the crooks, scoundrels, ne'er-do-wells, and anti-heroes you could ever need. But how does it work? That's simple enough for even you to understand. You just log into the Cortex, preferably from a hacked public terminal or stolen dedicated source box, then enter your falsified 16-digit authorization code or pilfered ident card, then visit www.crimeslist.bluesun. That does sound easy, honey. Yeah, I know. That's why I said it. Then you can choose from a selection of independent criminals. But how will I know if the criminal is right for me? Well, maybe don't be an idiot. They have ratings, just like Space Yelp. Oh, they have ratings. What is it, five stars? Actually, no, honey. It's five scars. Get it? It's scars because they stab or shoot you. You get a scar. Get it? It's like talking to a brick wall. How much is it? That depends on what kind, how many, and which particular criminal or criminals you are looking to hire. Uh, 
What kind of criminals can you get? You're so dumb, and I hate you so much. Let's see. You could get a tribal tattooed bodyguard with fun, sharp edged weapons, an eerie monologuing one man hit squad, a whole motley ship of lovable, quippy smugglers, or even a band of four in one murder rape cannibal seamstresses. So the choice is yours. Wow. That sounds great. It sure does. In fact, I already hired someone to kill you right now. Great. Wait. Um. It's time to ship out from Shindig and voyage into safe. A young Simon, played by Zach Efron. Oh yeah, Zach Efron time, guys. He actually does look a lot like uh, older Simon. Oh it's yeah, it's actually yeah. really good casting. No, it's it's not bad. River is playing. She is adorable. <laughs> They're fighting the independence, and they have to resort to cannibalism. But no dinosaurs. This is my kind of girl. <laughs> like I'm, I'm just like Simon. You do your homework. River and I are going to play like cannibals and dinosaurs. It's fine. Back in present day, River is sick of Simon's test, and it's spooking oh, the cattle. Poor River. I would. I mean, nobody likes the doctor. No offense, no. Simon. It's not. Especially if the doctor has also put uh, needles in your head and yeah. uh, filled you full of evil chemicals. Like, I don't think so. So Simon's diagnosis of paranoid schizophrenia is inaccurate. Yeah. So I'm choosing to put this right in my brain to say that the show and the writers know that she doesn't have paranoid schizophrenia, but that Simon got it wrong because he is like a lot of doctors today, not very well versed on mental health information. And he doesn't realize that he's given a misdiagnosis and later on we'll get it right. Well, he's more of a surgeon, right? Right. So yeah, Yeah. I I could definitely see him not having the, the best knowledge of that I, I i could buy that for sure yeah head cannon hey mike what why did the cow go in the spaceship uh because he tried to jump over the moon well, that's a later one. Oh. it wanted to see the moon oh boy <laughs> why did the cow go to outer space uh, the f- for space cattle to visit the milky way okay what was the first animal in space? I believe it was a dog. The cow that jumped over the moon. Oh, okay. Of course. So I really like this interaction that uh, Mel wants to know why suddenly when the cows are on the right planet and off the ship, uh, she <laughs> River needs to hang out with them. And she says, they weren't cows inside. They were waiting to be, but they forgot. Now they see the sky and they remember what they are. And Mel says, is it bad that she made that what she said made perfect sense to me? No, I and like I, that. I was like, I, I mean, I think it makes sense to me, too. Mm-hmm. And for him to sympathize with that is mm-hmm. really appropriate. Well, yeah, it's very much like his character is he wants to have uh, a home. But the way the 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 war he was in sorted out, the only home he can find is in a spaceship. So he's probably got some some feelings about that. Mel wants Simon and River to take a walk during the deal to get them out of the way. Mm-hmm. And we see a local gift store where Kaylee wants to buy Simon a gift. But then he 
walks in and insults everything and calls Serenity garbage. Yeah, he's he's still pretty snooty. It's, I mean, he's not my favorite. Mm-hmm. Calling Serenity garbage is the straw that broke the camel's back for her. Like, yeah. I feel like she is kind of blind to all of it until you insult her ship. Yeah. And then River wanders off to find a maypole dance. And it's really, it's just, I mean, like, it's, it's weird that it's a maypole dance, but it's mm-hmm. cute in that, like, to see her happy. And also you can see how Summer Glau is a really good dancer. Mm-hmm. Like, even oh, just sure. a maypole dance, just the way she moves, you can see she's very graceful. Yeah, it's definitely one of those things where I feel like even before I, I had looked it up and, and knew it, I was like, oh, she, she was a dancer and they incorporated it into the show. Yes. Uh, Mal's deal is tense, but goes the way he planned until the law shows up. And they end up caught in the middle of a shootout, mm. which results in Book getting shot. Oh, poor Book. And River feels it. Yeah. So that's that's pretty big in the mythology that she's got, like, legit psychic powers. Yeah. Then Simon is kidnapped. So just in time to not save Book. Yeah. Fuck. I do have one question in this whole uh, shootout. It seems like somebody didn't get the memo, because a lot of the gunshot sound effects sound... More like space pew pew laser guns than um, gun guns. Maybe I. Uh, I'm gonna say either the criminals got them on the black market. Okay. Or the law is more funded by the alliance than we've seen in the past. Maybe. I guess another thing I should mention somewhere in here because I remember cows was that random twenty minutes of an episode. That turned me off from watching the rest of Firefly for a long time. Okay. Because um, I think, again, it really reinforced that it was like, oh, this is basically just a Western. Well, and to support that, this is the lowest rated episode of the series. Because yeah. um, I think the the cows, in the context of the rest of the series where they do a good job of balancing out the space stuff, doesn't feel as weird. But when it, when like what I saw was them unloading the cows, I think was about where I started and people hanging out in a Western town and there's a shootout and maybe there's laser guns and somebody gets kidnapped. Yeah. And it felt like, oh, this could just be any Western show. Why do I need to watch this? When I first saw it. Yeah. Uh, In the context of the rest of the episode, I don't think it's bad. uh, And the rest of the series as well. But I understand why when I saw this 20 minutes, I wasn't hooked sure yeah so we get a flashback of river has sent letters from school but they don't make sense Mm -hmm. she's super duper smart and there's spelling errors well like it's well i'm kidnapped who do i know who's been kidnapped (laughs) and that's how the memory kind of comes to him i'm just imagining like a bad sitcom version of it where it's i was i've just been kidnapped hey i remember that time my sister river got kidnapped (laughs) (laughs) So this is where Simon's parents tell him to like not worry about River's letters and like it could jeopardize your job. Mm-hmm. Does it strike you as strange? My thought is they're they're kind of like the zombie yuppies of the the verse where they're very well off. They've obviously done well for themselves uh, to such a degree that they're just kind of coasting at this point. Mm-hmm. And 
engaged in this is the alliance system just don't worry about it everything's taken care of we've been taking care of our whole lives we live great happy rich lives we don't have to worry i'm sure river's fine because everything's fine for us and the alliance always takes care of us and everything's mm. fine and we don't have to worry about everything and only if you try to mess it up or is everything not going to be fine because the alliance takes care of everything and everything's fine this would make sense to me if River was the like ne'er-do-well troublemaker mm-hmm. and Simon was the doctor because it was just like she's just less of a priority because they put all their eggs in the Simon basket. Mm. But the fact that she's like the genius child mm. that like is being sent to a gifted school and the baby of the family, it just kind of seems weird that they're... Because in a previous scene, they were the dad was at least shown that like, well, the mom too, that they, that they cared about that. They're not shitty parents. Although you could also read like the earlier scene, he does something sweet, but he specifically says, uh, just make sure you're a doctor when you grow up. Like, right. And so, which is why I'm like, that makes, it makes sense if it's like, because we're just about Simon. Mm. Cause river's the fuck up. River's not the fuck up. I, I think they legitimately just like, can't, fathom that something's actually wrong there like i I, th- I think it's a legitimate thing of if any part of them might be alarmed by what he's saying it's just turned off by the majority of their brain just being on the like no everything is going to be fine if we do what we're told and do what we're supposed to ha- we sent river to a school for special kids because she's a special kid. You have to go to the school for doctors because you need to be a doctor and then everything will be fine. Like I, I feel like okay. they're heavily in denial. I gotcha. Okay. Um, just about the world in general. It's fair. So Mal leaves. Uh, he says, forget Simon and River. We need to save Book. And Simon and River are in a rural town and they're just really excited to find a doctor. How did they know he was a doctor? Uh, he probably said something. But right? we saw him. He didn't. Maybe he's got one of them doctor vests on. I guess that, that vest is uh, specifically only for doctors. I do like here that he, you know, even though he's been kidnapped and he's in the, he's, we've seen mm-hmm. that he is a prissy, prissy fuck. Yeah. Uh, and he's just a gross town full of sick people and mm-hmm. the kid, he doesn't hesitate. He just mm-hmm. gets rights to work. Yeah. Just. Props, dude. He's, he's still a doctor. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sticking true to that Hippocratic Oath. I am now thinking, got me thinking about how they could have established more that he was a doctor. Here, here's my, my quick writing fix. Sure. So before they send uh, Simon and River off, as they're getting the cows out, Mal's like, hey, doc, check out these cows. Make sure they're okay. Like, and he just has like a stethoscope and some stuff. And he's just like, I don't really, I'm, this isn't really my field. It's like, you're a doc. You got it. And he's doing some of that and he just has like a stethoscope on him when he goes off with River. Sure. And then it's like, well, there's, he's obviously a, he's a doctor or a safe cracker. And I'm pretty sure safe crackers aren't going to be wearing that stuff out in public. Now I'm wondering in the gift shop when he pisses off Kaylee, does Zoe say, does Zoe call him doctor? I, somebody must call him Doc or something. And like right? a, a town person over. We need to yeah. see a town's person like hear it and go and go. That shot would it. also yeah. help. Yeah. Yeah. So Mel takes book to an Alliance condo building. It's really like they thought, okay, well, look, a Star Destroyer. <laughs> a Star Destroyer is a, destroyer is a triangle mm-hmm. on its belly. So we're going to make the bad guys a triangle standing up. Watch out. <laughs> 
So the Alliance does not care enough to help Book until uh, he shows them his ID card. And then, oh, mama, get this man to a doctor. Yeah. I know that this is explained in the comics. Like, they go into his backstory. Mm. This was something. I, I, I don't want that. I, I was just about to say, I don't need it. No. It's I, cooler. I Yeah, I kind of like that in, in, I guess, spoilers for people who haven't watched ahead, that in the the you know, screen continuity of Firefly, you never really find out what his deal is. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm kind of, I don't want to read those comics. And to me, that's not canon. I don't want it to be canon. Yeah. I, I read some Fire, Firefly comics and mm-hmm. I don't, it's possible that my brain shut that out. Like I yeah. may have read that and my brain was like, no, you didn't. <laughs> so River has a moment of clarity. She feels guilty for taking Simon away from his life. And sees the little mute girl's backstory. Mm-hmm. Again, she is totally fucking psychic now. Watch out, guys. We we went from barely speaking and crazy to now suddenly superpowers. Well, I mean, and that's obviously that's going to be a thing for the rest of the series. But mm-hmm. it's um, they're really amping up from just crazy to figuring out what her deal is. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, Nurse Lady immediately jumps to she's a witch. Mm-hmm. Just, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> It is, it is, I, there's something about this that just feels like maybe they, they could have cut some of the cows from the beginning because obviously it wasn't drawn people in and had a little bit more time here because I don't really know this town in any way. So like when they decry witchcraft, I'm like, oh, I guess that's the town we're in now. If it uh, were like a suit, they need to establish it as a super religious town. Yeah. That like the Alliance has mm-hmm. forsaken us, but God will save yeah. us. And that being like the the big yeah. characteris- characteristic like, of There's the a town. couple little things where it's like, oh, God's w- will uh, shined upon you to have us here. But like that's something I could see a lot of people saying, especially sure. if you're like a nun or a nurse or something like then yeah, you, you might just say that. Uh, it, it yeah, there's something about that that's a little unsatisfying that you don't get the flavor of this town until they're all of a sudden just declaring witches. Yeah, she's a witch. We get another flashback. Simon is arrested trying to save River, and Dad mm-hmm. refuses to bail him out again. So River needs to prove that she's not a witch to the patron, which she mm-hmm. does by reading his mind. Shit, no, fuck. That's the uh, River. It- uh, why didn't you do a thing like with Badger where you, you figured out a way to disarm him instead of making him more burn the witchy? Can I dance my way out of this? <laughs> can, can, I get a, can I get a mulligan? Let me try again. Let me try again. So they say they're going to burn her at the stake. And Simon can't talk him out of it. So he climbs up next to his sister. Mm, poor Simon. And cue Serenity. We get the best lines ever. <laughs> Looks like we got here just in the nick of time. What does that make us? Big damn heroes, sir. What? That's Ain't the name of this we thing? just... I love it. Yes, we we did it. We made it to that line. Podcast over. <laughs> Doesn't get <any> better. <laughs> Later, Simon asked Mal, why did you come back for us? Mal says, you're on my crew. Oh. Simon says, but you don't like me. Mal says, you're on my crew. And even before that, they have got a, a really nice, uh, in the rescue, the, yeah, but she's our witch. Yeah. Like, I, I like that sentiment of, yeah, you're kind of a snooty asshole, don't really fit in yet, but you're still, you're you're one of us, we accept you, or, you know, you're a crazy psychic uh, dancer, uh, but we still accept you, you're still part of the family, if you will. 
And to perfectly illustrate that, they all have dinner together. And like this is a family. Family. <laughs> that's my <laughs> family. <laughs> is that Vin Diesel or Frankenstein's monster? <laughs> <laughs> trying. I mean, he kind I'm of is. In. <laughs> family. Good. <laughs> So this is actually Nathan Fillion's favorite scene because it felt like family. Don't Nathan Fillion, you little sweetheart. So that, and I think like, I know this is the lowest rated episode Mm -hmm. of the series. I like this one a Mm -hmm. lot. And I think that's probably why, because the idea of your gaggle, your found family, your finding your people and sticking together those stories get me every time. And, you know, like we said, that's a lot of weed and stuff is just finding, finding your people. And it's, mm-hmm. it's really nice that these people couldn't be more different. Like Mal and Zoe, you get their friendship. You're like, yeah. I mean, like you were peas in the pod, but the rest of them are so different and so diverse. And you would think like, there's no, like, Wash and Zoe together? Nah, they're too mm-hmm. different. Kaylee, she's so sweet and she gets along so well with so well with gruff Mal. And Simon is a prissy fuck on a dirty spaceship and a sister. But that doesn't matter. They're family, so none of that matters. And I just I really the like family. that message. <laughs> I really like that. This, so this episode always warms my mm. heart. I funnily had kind of the opposite feeling as that you did for the last episode where I like the second half a lot more mm-hmm. when they're actually dealing with like, Oh, I've been kidnapped. Uh, I'm, I'm in this town now. And I, that's why I was so frustrated that I wish we would gotten more of that. So that would have been mm. more developed. Uh, and I love the rescue and the, the feeling of family at the end, the beginning, I feel like, and again, part of this is probably my initial rep- oppression. There's a lot of people just hanging around cows. Um, and that, that's not as strong for me again in the context of the episode as a whole and the series as a whole, it's not as overly Western as I first thought, but still think it's a stronger back half in general than the front. (laughs) And let's go get some wood guys. So you're way more into the back half than the front. Oh, you better believe it. What was them that words? What was said? Them's tumble words. A certain person said this memorable quote. I couldn't believe I get to write for a spaceship and Jane Austen dancing at the same time. Tim Minear. Uh No, good guess. Good guess. It was a writer on the show. I mean, that's pretty obvious. <laughs> it wasn't somebody for Pride and Prejudice and Zombies who did not understand the concept. <laughs> Answer, Jane Espenson. I love her. Uh, she is just a delight. I would love to go get coffee with her. And I don't even drink coffee. I was about to say. Mike's going to sit there with the bottle of water. Mike, you wanted to get coffee. Shut up. I don't, I, I, it's I, an expression. Yeah. It's good water, though. Now it's time to celebrate some thrilling heroics with this week's Big Damn Hero of the Week. They said that. They said that in this episode. This This is from this one. That's from this one. (laughs) Uh, uh, I've been everywhere, man. For this one, 
I'm kind of surprised I have to give it the to. I went with Simon because I yeah. feel like the the fact that he he puts his sister first many times, not just uh, the steak, although that's obviously sure. the, the the big thing, but his just immediate "I'm here to help," even though I've been kidnapped. Like that's pretty heroic. Yeah, the idea that like. Burning alive sounds like the worst way to go, yep. and you are volunteering for it, sir. Yeah. Doing that's not going to save her. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he's not like he's not saying me instead. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah. Me too. I feel like the second you light that fire, to be like, change my mind. It's hot. I can't. Ow, 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 ow. <laughs> I can't. It's real hot. Uh, so I gave it to Mal. Mm. He just does so much. He gives Kaylee what she wanted in Shindig, Mm -hmm. stands up for Inara, defeats Atherton, saves Book, saves Simon, saves River, and yeah, he's a big damn hero with some thrilling heroics. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in to the Sunnydale Stacks. Please like us on Facebook. You can contact us at sunnydalestacks at gmail.com or at Sunnydale Stacks on Twitter to ask us questions or share your own opinions and memories about Buffy the Vampire Slayer or Firefly. The Sunnydale Stacks is a part of the 27th Letter Productions Network. Look for our sister podcast, Hey Do You Remember? And join us next time when we explore our Mrs. Reynolds and Janestown. When we get lost in the Sunnydale Stacks. Our episode of Atherton Wing is the best character on fire. Oh, what the...